Well, good afternoon, Beth, and thank you for joining me today on behalf of the Communication and History Committee of SQA, and we're really looking forward to this opportunity to learning a little bit about you and your SQA experiences. So why don't we just start off with you just giving a little bit of description of where you are at now in industry, what you're doing, and then we'll talk a little bit about how SQA helps with that. Uh, right now, I am working for Vertex Pharmaceuticals, and I am responsible for the audit and inspection management program uh, at Vertex, and that covers GLP, GCP, GVP, uh, GMP, GDP, all the all the regulations. Um, and so, I have a team that I work with um, and then collaborate with other functions and quality as well as um, stakeholders in the business um, to execute on the audit needs. Sounds great and sounds like you're very busy. So I am busy. You, you are busy. Why don't you explain a little bit how you got involved with SQA and then we can talk a little bit about how it's helping you with what you're doing now. Uh, well, I got involved in SQA um, back uh, when I was first in my quality auditor role. Um, and I had a boss at the time who really encouraged everyone in the organization, in his organization to get involved uh, at that time at the local chapter level. Um, so I became involved at NERSQA meetings and um, I think first started to work with the program committee there and had been trying to find people to present uh, content for us at our face-to-face -face meetings and wanted to attend a lot of these meetings. And my boss at the time told me if I wanted to be part of NERSQA and attend these events, then I had to become really active. And so he pushed me to become even more active than I was. And sort of, I ran for a leadership role in NERSQA and actually uh, was president of NERSQA originally. Um, that sort of transitioned into my first attendance at a national meeting. Um, it was the meeting in Orlando, was the first global quality meeting. Um, and that was a huge deal um, because working at a contract research lab, um, the opportunities to get to go to face-to-face -face meetings and travel like that were not handed out to everyone, but I used my leverage as being president of NERSQA that year to sort of bolster my case uh, to get to attend the national meeting in Orlando. Then I became more active at the national level and certainly started by joining some of the listservs they were known as at the time. There are our SQA Connect communities now. Um, as well as started to participate in helping with the program committee there, which is not an elected role. It was a volunteer role um, and really enjoyed meeting people and working with people um, at the national level. And I think being really intimidated by the first uh, meeting that I went to, I think it got a little easier when you got to know people. And of course, now we have the whole SQA ambassador program, which is just wonderful because I think it really helps people connect with others more quickly than we had been able to do before that program was officially launched. Yeah, that sounds like a great intro and in how you, you came up through the local chapters into the, the national 
activities. So as far as that goes, what kind of committees or specialty sections did you get involved with other than you know, the leadership roles you've already mentioned that may have helped with you know, some of your professional development along the way? Oh, absolutely. So certainly when I was uh, first attending meetings, there were wonderful presenters. It was um, interesting to hear and see FDA professionals be there and sort of hear what they were thinking and talking about. about. I mean, that was in the Jim McCormick days of uh, him getting up on the podium and sort of standing back and observing what was happening, but definitely taking back some of the information that I learned at the annual meeting and bringing that back to Charles River Laboratories, which is who I worked with at the time. I think the other thing that evolved over time and after I spent some time working with the program committee, um, I ran for an elected position within EDCOM and spent a few years with EDCOM. And then after that started to consider running for board level positions and um, did two tours of duty as a director um, before I decided to run uh, for president of SQA. And, Throughout all of it, it was the building of the professional network. So not only was it the content that I was being exposed to and learning about at face-to-face -face meetings or now as part of webinars or as part of our SQA Connect lounges, um, but really expanding the network of people. And so the first meeting I attended was something that I very much stayed close to the people that I knew that I traveled with that happened to be going from the same company or even in, in this particular instance from the same location that I was in, but really stopping and looking around and seeing how people were huddled together and getting to know people. And I think that that's been what's most meaningful for me is expanding that professional network and having that safe space to ask a question. So now I'll ask a question through one of our SQA Connect communities, um, or I'll pick up the phone and speak with someone um, that I've gotten to know closely through my interactions with SQA, but it's really expanded my pool of people um, that I can ask questions of. And I think my organization as, uh, you know, representing Vertex, Vertex is very interested in the information that I'm hearing when I'm in these, uh, either through these forums, they'll say to me sometimes, would you ask this question of the SQA professionals um, through a specific uh, SQA community or what did FDA say on this topic when I happen to be at, uh, in 2020, it was a virtual meeting or a face-to-face -face meeting, or they may just ask me to sort of pressure test and find out um, through that expanded network what others do or how they handle this. So to me, the most valuable thing for me, both personally, professionally, and, and how I see the companies that I've worked for take value out of the um, out of my involvement at SQA, it's through the power of that network and understanding what others are doing. That is great. And I think one of the other areas I know that you've gotten involved with, and we might not have been originally going to be talking about, was your impact in the Quality College. You know, you mentioned people having you ask questions, or what about the folks that are coming in that may be new to industry? Maybe just a couple of, of just things about experience that you might have had with the Quality College and why you think that also is an opportunity for, for people. 
I have really enjoyed my involvement in Quality College mm-hmm. and was fortunate enough to be involved in the revamp of the basic GLP course. Um, and at the time connected closely with Jim McCormick and Greg Furrow, who sort of led the charge to update the content and listen to the feedback of the prior year's attendees who wanted more activity-based learning and real world examples of things and, and putting all of that together. And it's just been a great t- a great opportunity to share stories and experiences um, with some of our uh, atten- you know, some of the people that have signed up for those quality college courses, because there's always somebody that asks you a question that you haven't heard before. And so it often prompts a lot of good discussion, not only with the others that are in the room, so to speak, um, but as well as perspectives that each one of the instructors uh, brings to the table. And taking those presentations, which are um, something that are the foundation for our quality college, but then seeing everybody make it their own when they actually present the material. It's not that the message is different, but often the stories to reinforce the points are different. And those those make it really interesting. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You can, you can tell it's a passion of yours. So I'm glad we had a chance to talk about that. Um, so just kind of the committees and the experiences that you had in addition to quality college. Um, what actually keeps you involved in SQA? You know, why do you continue to, to provide support in the ways we just talked about? Well, I think giving back uh, through the profession is really important. Um, I've gotten a lot out of SQA um, to, as I said, expand my network and my pool of people that I can reach out to if I have an odd question or something comes up that I don't know how to handle, or I just really want to flavor for how everybody is reacting to either a new guidance or a new set of regulations, and then to get feedback from the agency as well and and how they're changing over time. And I think because I've gotten so much out of the society, I think it's so incredibly important to give back and share with new members or members that are new to a particular regulated space and help them understand. So I think it's, it's really, I'm hoping to share and with them what I've gotten out of the organization personally and professionally and make sure that they also get that same value um, as they progress through their career. Yeah, I think that's a really important point you make about SQA. There is a lot of giving back of folks like yourself who've had a real opportunity to, you know, grow with the program and, and to share that back with our membership. So thank you for that. I think um, as well, I'll just add to that. Sure. I don't mean to interrupt you, Cheryl, but it's always inspiring to me. Um, it, it is, we are now at the point in time where we've uh, just completed the SQA elections for mm-hmm. elected positions. And always so inspiring to me to see the people who are interested in running for elected roles, either within elected committees or on the board of directors themselves, because it's a huge time commitment. It's not without personal sacrifice that we do all of these things. Um, For most of us, this is on top of a day job um, that we are providing these volunteer services um, to the SQA members. And it is so inspiring to see people who are really excited to step up and to become more involved and take active leadership roles. And that's really 
Um, I think that's really what drove me. And I think it's what drives a lot of people to continue their involvement within the society. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that. I do think there's a lot of opportunity for folks and, and you just provided a bunch of great examples for us to consider. So thank you for that. Um, just to kind of talk about things maybe a little bit uh, differently, do you have any unusual stories or memories about SQA that you'd like to share? <laughs> With a laugh. <laughs> I don't have a lot of unusual stories. I mean, I think it's just interesting um, how I've met friends from there and how important it is to, um, to reconnect with them. And I think um, 2020 has been such an unusual year and we haven't been able to see each other face to face. And so it's one of the things that I've truly missed is being able to see my SQA friends. Um, I do have a sort of a unique story of a, of a meeting where I attended a number of years ago um, and I was probably doing a little too much. You know, I was program committee co-chair that year. I was on the board of directors and the worlds collided with responsibilities. And back in those days, we actually um, gave out, uh, which we still do actually bags, annual meeting bags. Mm -hmm. And we had to stuff them with a bunch of stuff. Um, and that was always something that the program committee co-chairs would do with some help from the SQA headquarters staff. And so I was unable to do that that year. So I ended up um, voluntolding my husband to represent me mm. in my place. And so with that year's uh, co-chair, uh, I signed him up for stuffing uh, SQA badges. And I, I think then a new bond was formed uh, and his network expanded as well. I also think back to like looking at uh, people swarm around our regulators, whether it be Jim McCormick or um, any of the other regulators that have stepped in. Uh, Chrissy Cochran certainly has fell victim to this where they really don't get a moment's peace and are often followed by very anxious SQA meeting attendees to ask questions regardless of where they may be. Um, and that means that they often don't get any break whatsoever, um, sometimes not even a peaceful bio break. So, you know, some of those things are, are humorous to me. I think the other thing, and I know you and I had talked about this in advance, Cheryl, not to spoil that we've prepped this because we certainly haven't, but experiencing the deviations has been a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, convincing Chrissy Cochran uh, to come up and be a, a, a singer with the Deviations, the SQA house band, was also a really fond memory and something that I'm never going to forget. So Many of us will not. I was actually there for that <laughs> moment as well. Uh, and it was a great lead in because I think, you know, the Deviations, for some that may not know um, that you are part of, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how that came to be and then what your experience was like doing a a virtual song this year for the annual meeting. Can you yes. share a little bit about that? So I'm not a founding member, interestingly okay. enough. I think the very first year that the deviations performed, as I'm told, was in Austin. And I don't actually believe that I attended that particular face-to-face -face meeting, but it did go to Memphis. And um, again, the criteria that I had with the various leaders um, throughout my career 
truly were, if you want to go to these professional society meetings, you don't just go as an attendee, you have to do something. Um, so I was there to give a presentation and sort of got roped into uh, becoming a member of the deviations. And, you know, to be honest, when you're the newbie, you don't get a lot of song choices. So, you know, there were a number of song choices provided to me that it was a quick study and you had to kind of learn what you were going to do. And, and it became such a highlight and so much fun. Um, and the group expanded and it changed back in those days. Um, we had an FDA investigator who uh, played with the band. Uh, he played guitar in the band. Um, he then moved on and did other things. And the group has shifted and pivoted some. Uh, and members have come and they have retired and new members have come on board and stepped in and taken their place. A few years ago, we actually got uh, deviations t-shirts that um, we heavily marketed. I might be uh, remit to say that I didn't do it a little shamelessly at the Quality College, though there were a lot of uh, basic GLP attendees that year that came to the performance with a deviations t-shirt. Um, and we've just had a lot of fun with that. This year was really different. Um, we did it virtually. That is much more complicated than doing it face-to-face. -face. And I think what's important for everybody to know is that we don't practice. Um, so the group of us that get together and, and do this performance really practices at, at most um, two days in advance of the annual meeting. There's some music ideas that are shared in advance of that. Um, but really up until the performance, there are songs that are making the cut and not making the cut. And um, we just sort of roll with it and we know it's not polished and perfect, but we hope everybody has a good time. And we certainly are enjoying ourselves. Bringing back the 2020 meeting where we did the virtual deviations mm -hmm. performance, the beginning of the pandemic, I remember seeing, you know, posts on social media and the news of, you know, musical performances that were done in that sort of chiclet, as I call it, the, mm -hmm. the Zoom box feature. And so I pitched that to a small group because I knew it would become more complicated the larger it got um, and got some folks to rally around that. And I actually drove the, the song selection this year because I just felt that talking about the pandemic was really important. Um, and really bringing home that we really all want to be together, um, but we can't be right now. And all of the things that we're going to really enjoy doing when we can. And with that, because we were virtual, we actually brought Colin Brown, who was uh, our original keyboard player. We brought him, as I called it, back out of retirement. And there were multiple takes uh, of this music and, and somehow we sort of were able to merge it all together. So we weren't alone in this effort. There was a lot of help um, from the entire deviations crew that did this as well as headquarters staff to sort of smooth it out for us in the end. So it was a lot of fun. Well, thank you for making deviations cool because they're not always <laughs> as we know. And uh, I'm sure part of that experience is something that you'll, you, you'll get to enjoy moving forward. And maybe we'll get a surprise performance for next year's annual meeting. You, you never hoping. know, you never, you never know. know. <laughs> We're hoping for a lot smoother technology, I think. But yes, you never know. 
Well, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> um, we're almost to the end of our time, Beth. I think maybe we can wrap it up with maybe you sharing some of your advice for new SQA members. What What do you think that you know you can you can share with all of the great experiences that you've had? I think the most important message that I have for new SQA members is to get involved. I think it's in, intimidating um, when you're going to an annual meeting just once a year or once every few years, um, but it's really the power of the network, as I mentioned earlier. So really getting involved, um, getting involved in some of the volunteer committees and getting to meet people and learn who people are. And then when you go to face-to-face -face meetings or you see people on various Zoom calls, the name will connect and resonate with you. I think you will get back twofold every bit you put in. And so it's really just to get involved and be part of something. We have new specialty sections uh, that are relatively new and one I know you're very passionate about yeah. the early career professional uh, specialty section. This year we have the diversity, inclusion and belonging specialty section, as well as so many others that I really encourage people to participate and get to know each other and learn from each other. And I think that's the biggest message that I have for new members. And even for those of us that have been members for a long time. So well, I, right. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I think this is going to wrap up our, our talk today. And I really appreciate the time again for the committee really is getting engaged with getting to talk to our leaders such as yourself and, and provide your, your insight and your input. And we really appreciate that. So well, it's been really nice chatting with you, Cheryl, as always. And thank you for reaching out and making this happen. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.